0: How do you scale a business to seven figures? Then how do you scale to eight figures? Then how do you scale to nine figures? If you've ever wanted to know what it takes to grow a business, then you're in the right place. Thanks for tuning in to Scaling with Samir. This show is intended to celebrate and highlight techniques and strategies taught by today's leaders in the business world. Wanna know how an e-commerce business started in someone's home to being the world's largest sock store? Want to learn what it takes to become the CEO of one of the largest global online marketplaces? How about actionable steps to building stronger relationships with your customers to produce more revenue? Do you know which numbers you should be paying attention to and which numbers will lead you to success? How will you make your marketing campaign successful after cookies are gone? Want to learn from the leaders in brand building and attention-grabbing marketing? Well, all of those are already in our previous listed episodes, and this episode will be no exception. I interview the top marketers that are influencing the market, making an impact, scaling faster than their competitors, and doing good for the world. We will dissect what they did to get to the multi-million dollar mark. I'm your host, Samir Al-Khamouni, founder and CEO of and Funnel, which is a performance marketing agency specializing in scaling businesses. Sign up to receive tactics to apply directly to your business to improve results and scale at FetchFunnel.com slash podcast. At the end of each episode, my goal is to have you feeling inspired and fired up by learning from today's top innovators, marketers, and entrepreneurs. Let's dig into another amazing story about a unique business crushing it and learn from their success and learnings. Hey everybody, welcome back to an exciting episode. I am super pumped to feature today Mr. Rick Elmore, the CEO and founder of Simply Noted, which is a very interesting topic to cover because whether or not you should be sending your customers, your best customers, your, you know, maybe your prospects a handwritten note is you know, it's been around for a really long time. We've heard case studies on it. We've heard about all of these things. So today we're going to talk about, I think, some of the importance of those things, but also dig into some of the weeds on some advanced tactics around it and how you can really differentiate your brand from all of your competitors. So super excited. Rick, welcome to the podcast.
1: It's great to be here, Samir. Thanks for having me.
0: Would love to just have you kick things off and just tell us a little bit about Simply Noted and, uh, you know, what the brand is all about.
1: Yeah, so uh, my background is actually in uh, collegiate and professional athletics. I was in the NFL for three years. Uh, I got drafted in 2011. Um, when I got done, I got into corporate medical device sales. Um, spent about six to seven years doing that, and then went back and did my MBA in 2017. And that's where the idea of Simply Noted began. And the whole idea about you know about the idea of Simply Noted is to help you know our clients either engage. You know their prospects or their current uh, clients in a more personal way and the way that we do that is through genuine handwritten notes um, you know on the forward facing you see just a real genuine handwritten letter or a handwritten note or a handwritten envelope but on the back end there's tons of t- technology behind it um, we've invested over eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in building our own handwriting robots and that's a real robot holding a real pen writing real handwritten notes all day um, APIs, algorithms, font engines, um, an e-commerce platform, Zapier plugins, Shopify plugins. So there's a bunch of software behind it that helps automate it and make it more efficient as well. But the whole idea behind our company is to help you know our clients stand out and engage you know, their clients or their prospects in a more personal, genuine, handwritten way.
0: So you're a beast, clearly, and you've got some ridiculous <laughs> discipline going on to have accomplished all of those things. So props to you. But I'm, <laughs> you. I'm curious, like, what did that, like, what, so when you started, were you just handwriting notes yourself? Or like, what did that look like in the yeah. early days?
1: Well, it's a great question. So I, during my MBA, I went back and did my MBA because, you know, I was, a soup. you know, I found success in college, found success in the NFL, you know, I wanted to play longer, but, you know, unfortunately had to end, you know, right after three and a half years, but then I was also finding success in, um, the corporate like business sales world, but there just was like something that wasn't being fulfilled. Like there was just an itch I couldn't scratch. So I went back and did my MBA and I was in a marketing class and I was doing my MBA, trying to come up, you know, you know, take my tunnel vision with sales and, and, you know, open my eyes and, and see the world in a different way. And I was trying to apply everything I was learning, you know, just trying to take it from classroom and make me more successful in my job. And I had a marketing professor, um, you know, halfway through my MBA was going over the success rates in marketing. And I was like a sales rep. I was calling people, knocking on doors, going to networking meetings, you know, so everything was always like customer facing. So I couldn't scale my time because I can only be in a place at a certain time. But this marketing professor was talking about success rates in marketing and everything was super nominal, you know direct mail, email, cold call, you know, everything was super low. Um, And then the professor ended the um, lecture kind of half-heartedly joking, saying, Hey guys, you're like, you know, what still works nowadays, if not even more or better is a good old fashioned handwritten note. (laughs) And I was just like, you know what, that is a absolute no brainer, but I have 400 clients. It took me two weeks of me and my wife sitting down on a Saturday morning, just handwriting an envelope and putting a a printed card in there for Christmas. And I was like, this is a no brainer, but there's no easy way to do it. And I was like, if I can get in front of my client 99% of the time, it's going to make me more successful. Like I can't scale my time. I can scale that, but also there wasn't an easy way to do it at the time. So fast forward four and a half years. Um, yeah, we built our own robot. We have a platform that has over 300,000 users a month. Um, yeah, we're going to have six, have six uh, patents on our robot, tons of software. And again, my background's in sales and marketing. The only way that I figured this out is this pure grit, <laughs> desire and passion for this product. And I'm extremely passionate for this product because I know it works. Um, and the way I know it works is I actually tested it when I was going to school. You know, I, I had this old pen plotter that I got from China and we put it together and it took me weeks to write out 500 handwritten notes because it wasn't auto fed and I had no clue what I was doing. So there was no paper feed. And out of those 500 handwritten notes, I got over 30 doctors to call me back. And my com- my quota at the time was like $40,000 a month. <laughs> I sold over $280,000 in less than two months, got $20,000 in commission. And I was just going nuts. Like the entrepreneurial seizure happened. I was like, there is a business model here. It works like you know, I had doctors call me back saying, hey, Rick, thanks for the handwritten note. Like, this is cool. No one ever does that. So, you know, it just literally sol- solidified my idea right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? It's, it's in, a, yeah. in a digital age, right, where we're so used to just getting everything fed to us that way. Paperless statements, you name it, mm-hmm. right? We're getting less and less mail. It does, right? It, it it stands out. I mean, we we mentioned a brand when before we hit record that where like they wrote me a handwritten note, and it like m- left such an impression on me, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I know I knew as a marketer, not a person wrote. It's like a billion dollar company. They didn't handwrite that note, but it's mm-hmm. it still meant something at the end of the day, right? It felt authentic, and and I like what you're doing too, where it's like a real pen, not just a clearly printed. Yeah. Uh, Right. Like a clearly printed, handwritten looking type of note, too, because I think people can tell the difference. Well, perception is
1: reality. Right. And that's what we're trying to do is to help our clients, you know, get their clients to perceive that they're sitting down and taking the time to write a handwritten note. And we always say the best reason to use it is just to say thank you. So, like, say there's a new client that just came on board, just automate a thank you card or, you know, a great client retention strategy is just to thank them on their anniversary every year to keep them coming back. But also, you know, there's just an unlimited amount of use cases, you know, clients who've had bad experiences, you know, so if you're using some type of um, client, you know, software that tracks those types of tickets, you can trigger like an apology letter for the issue that they're having. So yeah, it's a pretty unique platform. Um, It's kind of a it can be analysis paralysis at sometimes, like, how should I just use this? But we always just tell people to say thank you. The ROI is going to be tenfold because they're going to be you know, more loyal. They're going to refer their friends. They're going to write better reviews, and yeah, it's kind of like a viral aspect to it too. A lot of the we we see our clients take you know share stuff on like their Twitters or their social feeds of their clients taking pictures and like tagging the company like look this company like this company sent me a handwritten note and we just always laugh it's like kind of like a joke i'll, I'll always when i see it i'll send it to our sales reps just to kind of like look it's
0: where you know it works you know
1: like it's kind of proof of concept
0: so, yeah, yeah no but that's fun and and i like your point i mean part of me felt like it the it would be extra rewarding to do the very technical aspect of it. Right. Somebody buys a specific Mm -hmm. product. You, you know, you get custom with that message. If someone, you know, does like all these automations, right. To really segment your list and segment the message Mm -hmm. that's being sent to them. But at the end of the day, it's kind of what you said. It's just like a thank you card is a thank you card. Right. It's like, Mm -hmm. it means so much, right. It's like I had a pet pass away and a friend sent me a card I'll never forget that until the day. Like so many people knew that that happened, right? You post on Facebook, whatever you get a hundred messages on messenger and you name it. But the one friend that sent me the card, I will never forget Mm -hmm. that. I got that
1: card. Yeah. Because it's so unexpected, right? Like, like you were saying earlier, like we live in a digital age. The average person receives over 4,000 notifications a month. That's email, social calls, texts, whatever over a hundred emails a day, right? Like, it's just, we're drowning in digital noise. So um, I'm excited because I know, you know, like you're starting to see, you know, these companies that are getting funded, kind of going back to the old type of snail mail, physical, in the mailbox, you know, it's kind of just proving what we're doing is working. And that handwritten note, you know, you know, I've received handwritten notes when I was playing for the San Francisco 49ers, when I left the team, uh, coach Jim Harbaugh, who actually coached against me in college? He was a Stanford coach. He sent me a handwritten note, and we always like we always like you know messed around because you know we were competitors in college. But when I left the team in 2012, he actually sent me a handwritten note, and it impacted me just like you. Like it's literally a keepsake. Like I keep it in like you know the special spot in my in my closet at home. I have like this watch box with some stuff in it, and that's something I'll keep forever and I'll show my kids. Right? Like, what can you do like that? today that does that right like it it still gives me chills thinking about it because it was that impactful
0: no it's true no absolutely um so i am curious what are like two or three of the growth levers that you've pulled for the business over the years so we definitely drink our own kool-aid um we're always sending out
1: handwritten notes and we kind of have like the little tag at the end like after they read the note um we say, P.S., this is written by a machine. And that's always like the hook. They're like, what? <laughs> you know? So that works out a lot. But um, I, I'm a guy uh, of many tools. I use everything. Um, we have a lot, you know, a very aggressive outbound strategy through email, social, phone calls. Um, our SEO is just absolutely taken off. Um, you know, we're getting over 300,000 organic visitors. That's not paid traffic, organic visitors to our website a month. Um, I haven't really invested much in PPC because we've had such a heavy investment towards like robotics and engineering and software development. But now that that's done, I'm pretty excited. My, my PPC budget was like 800 bucks a month. Now it's, which is nothing like, so I'm excited to, you know, 20 X that because now we actually have some money to you know, throw into marketing. But I think as a marketer, you know, as a business owner, as an e-commerce owner, like you have to think about it like holistically, like all the way around, like, how am I going to engage my clients everywhere? If it's on their phone, their email, a piece of mail, picking up the phone once a month and calling them and thanking them, like that's how you grow a business successfully. And that's how we've done it with no loans, no investors. Um, You know, people appreciate the connection and, you know, clients or vendors who make the extra effort right because everybody else is just going to automate an email like what are you going to do differently and um that's why i always pick up my phone call my customers from last month thank them tell them how much i appreciate them let me know if i can do anything for you like and it just goes a long way so um I, i just always challenge people to think of it holistically all the way around what are you doing to go you know at every angle
0: yeah no i like that and and to your point that you made to me before we hit record like there's a lot of data, even that says like it. You can upsell happy clients. You can show your customer appreciation. You can get a repeat purchase. You can, you know, they're they're more likely to forgive a mistake, uh, which yeah. I thought was really interesting, right? Or make a referral. So depending what industry yeah. or business you're in, or I mean, I really don't care what industry or what you sell. I mean, this this previous to this episode, we were talking to a men's skincare brand, like you're going to recommend to your bro or your best friend or whatever, like us, you know, like, dude, my wrinkles have gone away, whatever it is, right? You're going to make that recommendation. But if you got a handwritten note saying how much you appreciate them as a customer and if they can share with a friend, how much you mean to them, like that's feels like that would go a long way.
1: Well, think about when you're trying to grow a business, how you do, how do you grow your business? It's like retaining clients and getting more sales and getting new clients. But um and we were all kind of victim to this like you buy something from a brand and you're just another client like you're more willing to try something else right on your next purchase you're going to pay attention to that new ad um there's actually a cool american express study and i I just i've been quoting this this study way too much too often but they're a you know billion dollar company so i think they're doing something right but they found out um 33 of your clients like one third of your clients have no loyalty to you. They, they, I mean, it's just like, there's nothing there. They don't think of you good, bad, or indifferent. They're just like, they don't think anything of you. And they're, that 33% will try a new brand on their next purchase. So if you're thinking about retaining your clients or scaling your business, or, you know, making your business more profitable, one of the easiest ways is to retain your current clients. And it's, I talk to marketers all the time. They're always talking about how, you know, you know new 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 i'm just like yeah it's obviously new right because you got to bring a new business but think about current your current clients are like you were saying earlier are gonna refer their friends and family you know they're gonna write you awesome reviews which gives you social proof right um you know they're gonna stick with they're more likely to try new product right so like you can upsell them a lot easier because they already trust the brand that all starts with relationships and um You know, I'm like that relationship crazy guy that's going on all these podcasts is talking about like how valuable relationships are. But if you really think about it at the end of the day, you know, we all get this like relationships mean everything. Like if someone, you know, likes you, they'll listen to you. But if they, they, if they trust you and they have a good relationship with you, they're going to do business with you. And how are you doing that every single day? You know, an efficient, automated, trackable, repeatable, you know, impactful way. And the way we do it is with handwritten notes.
0: No, it makes sense. Like, and we're seeing it more and more. I mean, we preach it on the podcast all the time, as far as building those relationships, focusing mm-hmm. on customer retention, focusing on repeat customer, right? Like, because to your point, mm-hmm. like we're always obsessed shiny objects syndrome on, on customer, you know, customer acquisition, new customer acquisition, but it's so important like, because yeah, I mean, when you ignore that you're just on this treadmill and it's, and it's mm-hmm. difficult right to to yeah, yeah <laughs> up, yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah, you're just caught in this perpetual cycle of spending your ad money bringing out a new client losing that client spend more ad money bring on a new client like yep customer experience cx 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 right like that's the big term in marketing cx like and it's been it's been a uh, made a big comeback in the last few years um with all these companies you know with post-COVID era, people working, you know, from home or you don't get to go to as many networking meetings, right? How are you giving them a great experience, right? And, um, you know, I just got, I just tried this uh, coffee company recently, Dose, and um, they sent me this beautiful box, right? It had, it actually had a printed note in it, but it was a beautiful box. You opened it. It was kind of like, you know, when you buy a, a, a computer from Apple, it's just like a really nice boxing experience. It's really clean. And like, they're obviously thinking about the experience, right? Mm-hmm. They want to go above and beyond versus just shipping you something and just on to the next. So like, that's what we're always obsessing about. We're obsessing about our demo kit. We're obsessing about our follow-up. We're obsessing about getting feedback. If someone doesn't do an order with, you know, a repeat order within three months, I'm calling them trying to do a postmortem. Like what went wrong? Why aren't you doing this? You know, and often more often than not, it's because it's not automated and they just don't have the time. That's why we always preach automation: API, Zapier, Integromat. You know, Shopify. You know, make it easy. You know, that way it's it's just happening in the background. Never have to think about it.
0: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And and yeah, because you definitely don't want to do that. And unless you guys are going to ship them like a hundred thousand notes and then they just put them in their boxes, but yeah, it's not. uh, Otherwise, it doesn't work. You have to have it automated. But but. To the CX point, it's it's also like you you also don't want to just sell all the time too. And I think a lot of brands make that mistake as well, right? Like one of my favorite Mm -hmm. examples is just the Patagonia magazine that we get like every year, right? It's just this beautiful Mm -hmm. magazine of these really great stories and gorgeous nature photos. They're not selling me anything. Obviously, the people are wearing Patagonia clothes in the photos. Besides that, it's not like this catalog that we're used to getting of just like you know the car catalogs mm-hmm. i get is just all parts and all selling well, me stuff right well they're, they're they're they're
1: doing something really smart there they're actually tugging on your your passions mm-hmm. right It's being outdoors and they're actually trying to put you within that moment but then you're envisioning yourself in that moment in their gear so they're they're selling without selling you which is a phenomenal way right yeah so like all these all these companies that are like passion project companies like golf outdoors right people like they just want to be there, right? So I'm I'm always kind of a little envious of that because it's just like, you know, people's passions and their you know their hobbies, right? Those are but it's true, are, right? It's telling like st- a lot easier sales. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but it is. It's telling the story that you can envision yourself in. And and yeah, yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more. Um yeah. I'm curious with like given that cookies are gonna disappear in the near future, we're already having attribution issues, online privacy, all that kind of stuff like one has that has that usually for econ brands that poses a challenge, but I'm curious has that posed any opportunities for your business and like to to allow some of your customers to actually overcome some of these challenges with even like Offering coupon codes that are custom, you know, that are only from the cards or yeah. or ways yeah. of measuring some of the results coming from what you're doing.
1: Yeah, well, so two questions. Yes. Well, what's really helped us is COVID. Um, you know, after COVID, people are just trying to respect their distance, but also stay top of mind. But in terms of tracking, there's tons of ways to track it. Unlike an email, you know, where you can have like a tra- tr- uh, traceable link, right? Where it can be infinitely tracked. Um, a handwritten note is a lot different. The way that our clients do it is either through a like a personalized QR code or just a normal QR code, push, push them to a landing page. Um, that's really easy because you're not asking them to really do much, like shoot a text or make a call, right? That's just a quick photo. Um, uh, discount codes, right? They can always track discount codes or, or um, like a... A call tracer number we see more of that stuff like on outbound campaigns you know trying to like do client development or win back you know somebody you know give them like a discount and something like that but yeah there's a bunch of ways you can track it um but again we we always just say say thank you like once a year thank your clients if you want to do twice a year thank them on their anniversary and send them a, a holiday card and i'm telling you i promise you like it's I've built this business, which is a multi seven figure business with no loans, no investors. And the way I've done it was number one, have a cool product, you know, great service, but it's just thanking my clients. I call them, I'll be just driving and I'll call them and just thank them like, hey, how you doing? Just want to check in. I haven't talked to you in a couple months, right? And that's, even if I don't connect with them, the voicemail goes through and they see the effort, right? It's perceptions, reality, like make them perceive that you're putting in the effort to manage that relationship and that loyalty. Um, it's just going to explode your business.
0: It's a good point because I think that's something a lot of people shy away from as well. Right. And especially mm-hmm. I see it in the e business and we've talked about it in other episodes where, you know, I've definitely <laughs> preached Make sure if you are a smaller business, let people know that and right, you can create a much better mm-hmm. customer experience, actually just being humble and telling them what's mm-hmm. going on. But like it's something yeah. where I mean, we just had a call, we we talked with a, a a call tracking provider recently and we talked a lot about like why you should have call tracking, why you should allow people to call, you know, your business mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think that you bring up a really interesting point where like, you know, why not just even do some of those things as well, right? Where like you have your, your, you know, your. I think that would be a great automation, right? Where if someone spends a certain amount, you write them a totally different custom note, right? Like Mm -hmm. someone spends that up, they become a VIP and your handwritten Mm -hmm. note like acknowledges that right? Like, Hey, you haven't officially spent enough with us that you're in the VIP club. You know, you're going to, and, and who knows, what have you even said? Like, you're going to get a call from our founder to just thank you like in the coming days, set that up in the workflow, right? (laughs) Like
1: set it up as a trigger where like the handwritten note goes out and then 10 days later you have a task to follow up. Hey, I just want to make sure you got that handwritten note. Boom. (laughs) 10 times more powerful. (laughs) And they, they will literally, they will sell your business for you. That, you know, 30 bucks that you pay for a PPC ad to get them on there is going to turn into, you know, a $3,000 new business for you because it yeah. just, they become fans. They just become obsessed like, cause no one else is doing it, you know, yeah. no one else is doing it.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it it is, I mean, it goes, it goes above and beyond and it's so simple, you know, and you mm-hmm. can, it, it's, it's, and I think we're always getting our head right. And, and you get afraid mm-hmm. of like the, oh no, well, what if they keep me on the phone for an hour or whatever it is, right? It's so easy to get stuck in your head on like the negatives of what that could turn into versus like you actually just getting, and and the information that you get on those calls is like gold, pure gold too, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be like, why did they buy your product? Maybe you find out why they didn't buy, Well, you're going to get some really killer information, but you're you're mm-hmm. not calling them to just try to find that information. You're just saying, thank you. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very interesting tactic yeah. that, uh, I think some people listening should steal. Honestly,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like, and especially with how competitive today is, right? Think about it. A simple Google search is going to, you know, there there is no truly only one company out there doing a service. Like, there's so much competition out there, and I mean, at least the way that I've always won, you know, if, if it was college athletics, corporate medical device sales, or even this company, is just giving 10 times more value you know 10 times more appreciation than what they're paying for like literally just thank them you know do as much as you possibly can and go above and beyond because your competitors aren't because they're lazy um and again i've seen it work across athletics corporate world and, and a startup and it's just a, a recipe for success every time
0: yeah makes perfect sense I'm curious what, I mean, we, we're kind of talking about it now, but what advice would you give to other founders that are, you know, trying to break through some revenue marks, maybe 5 million, 10 million, 20 million? Yeah, what advice would you give them?
1: So, you know, again, we, we have no loans, no investors. What really has worked for us is a, a pretty strong SEO effort because um, that's driving tons of organic traffic and leads every single day. Um, we've used a lot of. Um, early on, we used a lot of contractors because I had to know that they, number one, were, you know, professional or really good at what they've done. And then it was in writing what they were going to do for us. Um, and then just, <laughs> and if you have the budget, really what it takes to scale business is ads and outbound, how many, how much can you pay for ads? Like really good. Like we haven't done a lot of it, but outbound, like, call until you drop right social email whatever you can do like it's just outbound 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 get people aware and we're in a unique space because you know we're not a uh, how'd you say we're not like a dentist trying to get people to come in and use their dental insurance like we're a new product new service new client new idea so it's probably like one of the hardest things to sell in the world um but yeah i would just say get really good at getting organic traffic there understand seo take the time to learn it Um, or it's going to be really expensive to pay someone else to do it or just it's ads and outbound. (laughs) If you can do it and survive like your business and take care of your, your clients in relationships, your business is just going to hockey stick. And that's, that's what we've been seeing.
0: Awesome advice. Super true. I will totally admit I've, I've missed one or two Christmases, but the Christmases that I've sent my, my clients gifts really went above and beyond. So yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Take care of your customers. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Lastly, any book recommendations, anything you've been reading lately that you recommend?
1: So this may be like a a broken record. Everybody's always recommends it, but I actually got the chance to meet Michael Lee Gerber two weeks ago. He was here in Phoenix. um, The E-Myth. Most entrepreneurs who are just so upset obsessed with working you know in their business they never work on it and and, you know help scale it and that's what usually you know a lot of entrepreneurs are people who are really good at something and they're like hey i can do this as a business right but what you do is you get so stuck working in it you just don't realize like hey like in order for me to scale this or sell it like they call it kill the king right like somebody doesn't want to buy a business that the ceo is wrapped up in every single piece so I would do Michael E. Gerber, The E-Myth. It's a quick read, easy to understand, cool stories that are easy to remember. Um, I think it's been revised like 10 times, been around forever. It's like a a national bestseller, global bestseller. But yeah, stop working in it. You have to figure out a way to work on it. That's the only way you're going to get to eight-figure business for sure.
0: Yeah, it's super true. And I think the lessons that you learn not only to, you know, I, we understand the benefits of getting out of the business, especially if you want to sell or anything like that. But I think the lessons that you learn too, are like ways to remove yourself. Because I think this is something I see with so many, you know, some of our clients, other friends, founders, it's like you you get burned out, right? We, we, you get burned out. And if you don't take that time and effort to get out of it, then right. You're just, you're not going to give your team the best effort you're not going to give yourself the best right you're not going to give the people in your life personally because you're going to be burnt out and and you know it's it's we even started doing uh, every other friday off and noticed such a big difference with everybody yeah. in the team right because we noticed right away how like how everybody coming in that next week was recharged. And I would encourage everybody like really take those three days off and really try to go out and do something, take a long weekend go to a trip, whatever. Right. And mm-hmm. such a noticeable difference. Right. And so great book recommendation. Uh-huh. Um, Rick, I really appreciate the time. Uh, anybody out there, whether you're on Shopify or have any, you know, Zapier integrations that you can make work. I definitely recommend checking out simply noted. We'll have a link in the description. Again, Rick, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. This is great.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Scaling with Samir. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. We also have snippets of these episodes on YouTube. Scaling with Samir is sponsored by Fetch and Funnel. We've partnered with hundreds of businesses and generated over 500 million for clients using our trademarked Fetch and Funnel method. If you're trying to scale your business, get in touch with us today at FetchFunnel.com. You can also get content that you can learn and apply directly into your business to improve results and scale on our email newsletter. If you are a successful business that is crushing it and would like to be on this program, please visit FetchFunnel.com slash podcast Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.